Friends and family, welcome to the new scoreboard. This is Love God Like Sports. Here again with Brian Davidson. Brian, how are you doing today? Doing great, Nate. Ready to go. Ready to roll on another week here. Yeah, really excited about this. We are uh, Last week we teased out that we were probably going to be doing a multiple part uh, session on presence. And today is part two. Um, and today we are talking about uh, the all-important task of humility. Um, you know, if, if if it's been said over and over again by uh, some of the greatest theologians of all time, and even um, secular authors and writers and speakers talk about the downfalls of pride. And so even outside of the Christian community, we see the importance of humility and, and being humble. Um, but I have a feeling that we're going to be going uh, a little more deeper than just the idea of, oh, you, you, you have to be humble. So, Brian, go ahead and start talking to us about um, this, this key concept of humility. Oh, boy. I mean, you know, it's kind of one of those things topics that within the Christian family, I think we always are concerned about praying for humility. Uh (laughs) You're like, oh no, (laughs) if I pray for humility, something's going to happen that's really going (laughs) to cause me to have to humble myself. Ah, you know, I mean, at least I do, I guess maybe just because I'm such a mess, you know, but um, yeah, it's one of those But as we talk about presence, you know, we talk about what we need to put off and what we need to put on. And when we're trying to be a sweet aroma in the environment of competitive sports, there is nothing that enhances that aroma than the humble spirit of somebody. Mm. The, the, The problem is, is that it's a really... It, there's a huge tension because in sports, it's the perfect greenhouse for growing pride. Yeah, and 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 I there's so these we have so many rabbit trails we go down here because there's a there's a line of thinking within sports of that the more arrogant you are, the better you play. Mm. You know, the uh, and and it's really like. I think there are just some if, – if if God in James 4, 6 says God opposes the proud, mm-hmm. but he gives grace to the humble, man, we got to look at that and go, okay, here we are. We're in this environment of competitive sports. We want to be confident. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we want to be able to perform at peak level, and so we don't want to – we don't want to be fearful. We don't want to be like so gentle, you right. know, that we let others step on us. Or and, and so I think it, there gets create some confusion there of of what this all means to be humble. There, and I think as we're talking about families, you know, first and foremost, I think we start with with the parents mm-hmm. and we having to understand. You know what it means for us to be humble. Sure. You know, and then I think the second thing we we break down is like we have to be proactive in teaching from a very early age our children how to be humble in the environment of competitive sports. 
Um, so we have to take a strategic approach against absorbing potentially some of the the pride that can come out. So, for instance, at our table today um, or yesterday in the last couple of days, we've been talking about for each of our kids what it specifically means for them to be humble. So our son Josh is junior in high school and he's playing football. And we said, you know, Josh, what's it mean for you to be humble? And and he he gets it. Um, and and I'm, I'm I'm hesitant to say I'm proud of that. Well, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm supposed to be humble of that. But anyway, but he says, you know, like, hey, if I score a touchdown, mm-hmm. it's not all about me. I just carry the ball into an end zone, oftentimes through a hole that was created for me mm. by others. It usually took a number of people to, you know, get us into that position in the first place. Yeah. Um, and if I go over further back then, God made me fast, you know, right, this right. is where I feel my pleasure. And so, but it's, it's a rejoicing over that touchdown with everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Now let me ask you this, Brian, since you brought up, uh, Josh, because not only is he a good athlete, but he's not the typical dumb jock. He is, he just got inducted into the, uh, National Honor Society. Is that correct? That's correct. So yeah. first time. I ever heard held a honor society congratulations form in my life, but it wasn't mine. It was his. So <laughs> but not, I was still proud of that. Yeah. I mean humble of that. <laughs> well, so not only um does you know, does Josh have this all around uh, you know, whatever, I mean, he just seems to have the golden touch, you know, whatever he puts his mind to, whatever he puts his hand to, he really seems to excel at it's not like and and i don't mean this to sound negative in any way but uh with with joy with kyle they were great students they were great people kyle was a great athlete but nowhere near the caliber that josh is and and that's just kind of to lead up and say how do you then deal with that all around because i i would assume it's easier with with children when there aren't things that they're so great at, you know, if they begin to get puffed up, you can say, well, yeah, you, you know, you do do well in this area, but, but how about over here? And so there are areas, how do you deal with it when you have a student, when you have a child who it's like, man, how, how do I, how do I help train them to keep grounded and humble? Um, when, when whatever they seem to touch seems to just, flourish and go above and beyond expectation yeah i no, i, I think it's good I, again I, we have to always be intentional and so like like one of the things that it's like between the lines that i really just want dads to, to know at times it, it, there's a balance between like being there for them encouraging them and making it all about them. Yeah. So so the thing is we we treat everything as fairly as we possibly can. You know, um we we're not just talking about his positive exploits, you know, mm-hmm. in the classroom or on the field. We're talking about the other kids' ones. We don't give mm-hmm. extra attention or conversation, you know, around those. Mm-hmm. You know, we we 
We discuss them. We rejoice in them. We're encouraged by them genuinely. And I guess it's a feel of like, how long do you sit on that? And you absorb it a little bit and you appreciate it, but then you move on. And I think we hear this in sports all the time. I think that's the athletes. After you have a big victory, if you celebrate that so much, there's a certain amount of time and then you got to need to move on. Yeah. And if you don't, you know, well, I think the same thing is true with parents is that we just, you know, have to be sure that we do the right amount of encouraging, the right amount of expression of joy and love when you know things like that happen but knowing that you know it's in football Mm -hmm. you know it's called the nfl for a reason not very long um (laughs) the nfl because not for long because it's three and a half years and you're out so football an injury at any given time you're done Mm. So that helps when it comes into that sporting thing. So we just rejoice in each day that you, they get to train and play. And then you talk and he has had failures, though, too. Mm-hmm. You know, he's I think he's you know, he hasn't he's, a, he's an outstanding linebacker and he was a running back and he was a kicker on the team, you know, for a while. Mm-hmm. Now he's really primarily just a linebacker. You know, and that's good and bad. But another kicker came along who could do it full time and he was better than them. Mm. He accepted that, you know, so there there's a he's he's had a a dose of that. And, you know, they've they've come from challenges before in their life. So I don't know. I I think I think it's important. I think I've talked about this before, but like even if if I'm away, I don't call home and just talk to him first about like how his game was you know uh i and if i ask him about the game it's no we don't spend any longer on that than we do on anything else Mm. you know any other topics we have so sports you have to be very intentional it's the perfect greenhouse for growing pride if there's what you don't want to have happen Nate, and, and this is where you need to be genuine and authentic, is I want them to absorb it. We talk about this. Hey, thank people when they say, hey, great game. Hey, thank you. Yeah, that's encouraging. And then move the topic on mm-hmm. to something else or someone else's um, that they did with somebody else, another teammate who did well in that game, you know. Mm-hmm. But don't go and, and develop false humility. So that yeah. when someone says to you, hey, good game, oh, it wasn't really me, that's – we're lying, you know? Yeah. Like, so so be grateful for the compliment. Absorb it. Smile. It is joyful when you're encouraged, you know, that way. But don't, like, you know, sit on it and just yeah. take it all in right. because then you will be puffed up, right? And yeah. pride comes before the next fall. We, we, we talk about that all the time. It's kind of like a little running joke around here mm-hmm. is that, you know, we'll get really proud about something like a move into like a board game or something else we've done. And then inevitably somebody loses or fails or makes a bad move and we go, pride cometh before the fall. Yeah. <laughs> so, which is scriptural, you know, which is a biblical truth, you right. know? And so that's one thing. The second thing is that I think is critically important is like, hey, look at 
it's your night for the dishes. Mm. <laughs> yeah. You need to keep your room clean. I mean, there's no other special, you know, life doesn't revolve around you. Right. <laughs> like, just as much you have just as much of a job to do those dishes and everything else and your chores and the bathroom, the toilet bowls. You have that bathroom. That bathroom is yours to clean. Yeah. So, you know what I'm saying? So it's like one of, one of the greatest ways I have found to stay out of myself, which is a huge struggle, is to serve others, to serve others, to serve others. And so as parents, we need to be looking to do that from our per- parental position and we need to point those things out within the family like look at what mom's doing we don't even realize all the things are hey stop everybody before we like dug dug into this food here mom has spent two and a half three hours preparing this is all the things she did she had to go to the grocery store she had to she had to put them all together wow and it's so you kind of help them become grateful for some things they might take for granted Mm. and then help them to realize you know that would be the third thing and then you know back on the second thing just keep serving so like your teammates keep serving coaches keep serving you know Mm. uh keep finding those places to serve because that's the number one exercise to stay out of yourself and kind of gravitate to a you know a selfish ambition uh type of, of place and all so yeah and and i really i like what you said about pointing out what others have done that you know you're famished you're ready to sit down to this meal but uh let's remember to show gratitude for the person who has taken the time to prepare this you know um and and I think those connections are important to make as well, even within the family. You know, yeah, you know, the kids are great sports players. They're great athletes. They're, you know, great in uh, academics. But without someone being there to help encourage them, to help uh, nourish them even, uh, those things wouldn't be as possible without that. Uh, absolutely. Uh, yeah. And- yeah, it's boy. We we need like a we need to come together for a conference and bring a bunch of people together and really talk through this. Have some great discussions on a lot of these topics in depth because you and I talking here. I'd love to have ten other voices, people chiming in because there's a lot to be said, and this is a very very important. Uh, topic because people will say sports develops character right but what character it could be developing pride in our kids yeah yeah i mean like god hates haughty eyes yeah god opposes the proud god god yeah opposes the proud i mean so we have got to feel the weight of that and become very, very, very intentional and make sure that we really understand, you know, that, and and it goes into the bigger picture we've been talking about. These intrinsic values are more important than the extrinsic ones, you know, the achievement and the accomplishment. So we have to, like with our kids, like you're saying, it's like we try, my wife Chris and I, to always acknowledge other things that have nothing to do with extrinsic 
achievements and accomplishments. So we don't always talk about touchdowns or completions or rushing yards or tackles or things like that. We talk about, bud, we were never prouder than when you laid out licking on that one running back with a huge solo tackle and you picked him up. Mm. When you sack that quarterback, I mean, wow. Pal, when your teammate had that rushing touchdown, I saw genuine, genuine celebration on your behalf. Genuine joy. You were the first one to him to congratulate. That's what we, we see. And so, again, you're pointing out these things that line up with humility, you know, um, making sure that our kids understand those mean far more to us than the actual getting into the touchdown. Although that's your job. That's Mm. the game. That's part of winning. We're good with that. We get excited about that. But these other attributes really kind of mirror your heart and kind of reflect to us who you're becoming, um, through you being part of this team and competing in the environment of up sports. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think, you know, it's important too to remember our, our ultimate example of service yeah. of, you know, sacrifice. We, you know, we mentioned in James that God opposes the proud, but then we see in, um, Philippians two, um, you know, uh, I'll just start in, uh, Verse three, do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility, count others more significant than yourself. I mean, just right there, before we go even further, everything we do is to be done humbly, is to be done Mm -hmm. before God, um, you know, without selfish ambition, without vain conceit. And so that idea of somebody else scores a touchdown and hey i i want to be the first to congratulate them because this is a moment where they can receive the joy of being a victor and i want to congratulate them in that um and then let each of you look not only to his own interest but also to the interest of others having this mind among yourselves which is yours in Christ Jesus who though he was in the form of God did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped but emptied himself by taking on the form of a servant being born in likeness of men and being found in human form he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death even death on the cross Mm, and I, I love this last section too therefore God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name that when Christ came to do what he did, when he came to be a servant, when he humbled himself, he didn't even exalt himself. It was his father who then exalted him and gave him the name that is above every name. And I think there is something to that. The Proverbs talks about that, not lifting yourself up before rulers and princes, you know, and you can take that as coaches and parents, you know, not putting yourself out up there and saying, oh, I'm the greatest, I'm the best, but having that humble mindset and attitude and, and people will notice that and they will, they will exalt you. And again, this is where it becomes a vicious cycle because you have to keep your pride in check, not to be right. like, Oh yeah, you know, people are, are really taking, you know, notice of who I am and what I'm doing. But again, having that moment of celebration, you know, like, Oh, well, well, thank you so much. You know, I, I really appreciate hearing that and then moving on, you know, who, it, it, who can it, we exalt next? 
Right. Don't ignore the compliment. You know, be encouraged by that. We, you know, we talk about we want to catch the good in each other. And sometimes we'll just stop and say, hey, let's catch the good in each other. You know, what's going on that's good? Because we all like to be encouraged, you know. But that quiet confidence, to me, like, I'm a little bit suspicious of athletes that I've coached that have to be so arrogant because oftentimes I I believe that they're the most insecure Mm. athletes. Um, And so I think those who can be humble and and go about their job, there's actually a strength in one's mindset in competing that way. There's a strength in that quiet confidence um, in which you go about. And, and you're, you're, you're spot on with the Jesus example. I mean, he came to do the Father's will. Right there, that's serving. And he says, you know, like him, that um, he came to serve, mm. not to be served. Yeah. And, and, and again, that's what we, we have to cultivate in our kids and be sure they're being about that. So, for instance, even like... Uh, there are simple things, even the sidelines, you know, like on football, they'll have people bringing your water, you know, be grateful. Don't look down on them. Mm. You know, um, maybe you can serve the water after practice. You help the trainers bring in things. Don't think you're above them ever mm. above anybody on that team whatsoever. You know, so I, I think leadership you know, when you become a senior, isn't like everybody else is doing this and you've paid your dues type of thing. I think you have to flip that on its head and say, no, no. if I've learned anything as a Christian in sport, as I grow my leadership, I have to serve more. I should be the leading servant on this team. Mm. I think that's really important. I think it's important for us to be talking about with our kids. It's important for me to model it as a parent in the stands in different places, um, you know, Giddy and I, have, we talk about this is that, hey, we don't really want to like, we don't want to talk about ourselves to others about what we did. Yeah. You know, he's only 10, you know, but when you're younger, you're like, oh, I did this or here I did this or whatever. And it's understandable. But we're, what they're really saying is, I just want to be loved. <laughs> you know, yeah. I want to be encouraged and stuff like that. And I said, you know, let us pick those things out and celebrate with you, you know, and uh, let others compliment us. Um, Because, again, as I told you, the world of sports, what's very, very, very dangerous, and I believe is the number one outcome from a world of sports worldview is to make a name for oneself. Mm. I honestly, I just talked about this with some collegiate athletes. I believe, and they agreed with me, it's even greater than winning it's not pc to say that but the truth is it's it's more pc to say well i don't i don't care how i did as long as the team won really really uh that's usually a lie Mm. because people are about making a name for themselves and it starts at the youth level parents don't really the kids have won games but the parents are railing on all the shortcomings of the player if they didn't play well in that team one. What are you telling them? What's the, what are you conveying at that point right there? And that's more about pride and making a name for oneself. Yeah. And so those are little things on the sidelines. My child plays poorly. My child doesn't play. Our team wins. Where am I? Where yeah. am I at? That, that's a litmus test right there. 
and and those are the things that we, and 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 what about this again it becomes radical what if we lose yes and and the other team played well like can we not go congratulate them like it with with authenticity and say hey your kids your job played great today. Hey, your team. Hey, coach, you guys did a great job today. Hey, boys, they're walking out to the parking lot. They may be haughty. That doesn't matter. You can say to them, hey, guys, great job today. Because mm. it's 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 not up to us how we take that there. It's up to us to be have an encouraging spirit, to demonstrate that, to model that to our children, to be gracious in the defeat. And um, I, I think that's... Um, I don't know. I think that's just just a portion of where we go with, with this. I mean, Genesis 11, 1 through 4, you know, they were making a tower. Yeah. And they were making a tower for what? To make a name for themselves. And God frustrated that. So the question we have to ask ourselves, are we making any towers in our life through the environment of competitive sports? And if the answer is yes... We need to wreck them, Mm -hmm. you know, take them down, (laughs) ask for forgiveness and go further about what we've talked about before in perspective of this is about glorifying God. How do I do that? This humble spirit is so, so very, very, very important for that glory of God to emerge. And and we have to point to people like Steph Curry at times, or, you know, Tim Duncan, I think was one of the most uh, incredible basketball players. Um, Certainly will be a hall of famer, I believe one day. And he was just so, he was just, man, so humble, just Mm. all the time, just such a sweet spirit and all of that. So we have to point our kids when we're watching Games. I think one of the practicums best practices is point out Tim Duncan's humility, mm. Steph Curry's humility, and when we see pride being like overflowing, ask questions or like, what do you think? You know, what does that look like? How does that feel? How does somebody else feel on that other team when they're like in your face at that moment? Have you ever been in that situation? I have. Oh, yeah. It, it's you know it feels crummy. Well, okay, like. Hey, you got in there. You can rejoice, but you can do so without, like, you know, um, being so arrogant and ugly, you know, with your other um, opponents and all. So, yeah, and and I think there's, you know, kind of going back to what you said at the beginning. Sometimes I think there's a fear that, oh, if if I'm too humble, if I'm too meek, um, then I'm not going to be playing to the best of my ability. And and my encouragement would be, you know what. There are, there are rules in sports for a reason. These are things that are placed into the game that allow you to play competitively, that allow you to play hard, but still play within the boundaries and measures of those rules. Uh, and, and I used to tell my students, look, when you're out there and you're playing soccer and, and you have an opportunity to, you know, to get the ball and and it's through a slide tackle. I said, you slide tackle to the glory of God, but then you go and you make sure that you're helping that guy up because that is also to the glory of God. Um, And you make sure that when you're doing that slide tackle, it's not from behind. It's from the front. You're getting the ball. It's legal. There are ways to play competitively. There are ways to play hard. There There are ways to play within the boundaries and the guidelines of the rules of the sports that are there 
that allow you to demonstrate God's glory in what you're doing and allow you to enjoy the game in what you're doing and, and feel free and, and loving it. But there are also other things that go beyond just, all right, I got the ball and, and now we're in possession. It's, okay, we got the ball. And now I want to make sure that the guy that I just took out is okay and that he's getting up and he's able, you know, he's able to continue playing as well. Right. Yeah, exactly. And, and those are means of showing compassion to each other. And then just like how you deal with winning, yeah. you know, afterwards and you're shaking those hands or whatever you're doing. I mean, you're just, there's a genuineness. Like I, I, I'm, I'm going to try to post for you a, it's brilliant. Uh, a youth game between, I believe it was um, Barcelona mm-hmm. and a, was it Barcelona or Real Madrid? One of the two. And they were playing against a team from Japan. Oh, my word. I mean, it was it was the final of some youth championship. And Barcelona, a youth team, won. And the Japanese players were devastated. I mean, just crying and crying and crying. And I'm telling you, you couldn't have faked this. But those Barcelona players were just, it was a moving experience to observe their humility and shown forth in their compassion for the other team. I mean, one particular guy, I'm going to try to post it. I'm going to try to get it up there on like. Uh, sports love God, mm-hmm. and he he just the the one kid is just the the, the Japanese player's got his head down, he's crying, and he, he's he's helping him lift his head up. No, 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 come on, come on. This was you know, and and you can't make out exactly what the words are, but he's like, keep your head up, keep your head up, come on, come on, let's go. And it was just such a he did it in such a humble way, in such a positive way. Mm-hmm. They weren't lording it over them. Um, they stopped some of their celebrations to even console the other team. It was just beautiful from the babes of the young ones. Right. You know? And I thought, wow, wow. I mean, and, and there are other acts. And, and again, when it comes to teaching, and we'll have some of these resources coming out, but when your kids bring up a video, you know, of, of humility displayed in sports, you'll find some humility ones. There are some tear jerkers yeah. uh, in wrestling with some wrestlers that have wrestled kids with autism or special mm-hmm. needs or whatever. And they've, they've wrestled and made it look real in some cases and other cases they couldn't figure out exactly how to do it, but they allowed the other child to win. Mm. And it was like the whole arena. Everybody looks at that and is moved positively from that act of humility you know that act of what is what is that act it's an act of love you know which again is our new scoreboard love god out of that love overflows a love for our neighbors we find ways in which to love them and when we do humility will be the key ingredient in in all of that. And and when we talk about when our kids walk out the door at the age 18, we have our mission statement while we're playing, we have our vision statement, we get our values, and we develop strategies to bring those about. Humility's got to be right at the top of the list. And so 
if my child does not walk out with a scholarship, you know, or a place to play on scholarship anywhere, any type of grant, like through sports, I will be overjoyed, more joyful if he literally has become um, his marked with humility. Mm. And that's what others say about him. <laughs> Again, I hate, you know, it's going to make me proud. Right. Yeah. 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 And and I think, you know, there is a two-edged sword because, you know, the, I, I think there is, you know, we language is constantly changing. And so when we use the term, you know, I, I'm proud of you or I, you know, take pride in you, it, it's not the same as, right. you know, you're not using it in the terms of, oh, you are everything, you know, it's, no, I, I am overjoyed at who you've become and I am pleased what, with who you have become in that, you are becoming a person who is honoring and glorifying God. Right. Yeah. No, absolutely. I mean, there's a, Andrew Murray just wrote a whole book on, on humility and yeah, it's, it's just that it's, uh, it's that challenge, you know, that place of, of discovering that, you know, that we need to admit that there is nothing so natural to man and especially an athlete, and nothing so insidious or hidden from our sight, nothing so difficult and dangerous as pride, Murray mm-hmm. says. You know, let us study the character of Christ until our souls are filled with the love and admiration of his humility. Mm-hmm. And let us believe that when we are broken down under a sense of our pride, and realize our our inability to cast it out, Jesus Christ himself will give us the grace as a part of his wondrous life within us. Mm. <laughs> so good. Isn't so it? Good. It's so, so, so good and deep. And it just, we know it, it's right. And so it, it's that battle. And we really need that Holy Spirit to help us in that. And we need to be intentional with creating that, um, asking God to help us in that process to teach and train our kids up in the way to go, which means in uh, fighting against pride in all its elements and, um, and it's self-righteous indignation, jealousy, you know, lashing out when we've been wronged. Um, all that can come from that, that loss of self-control, et cetera. And let's, let's be real intentional about teaching on humility. Mm-hmm. And as we learn the scripture, let us apply it. Think about how it applies to us in the environment competitive sports. Let us go out and be involved. We'll fail. We'll fall short. Hey, part of that is, again, humility is a lot of times we're not humble enough to ask for forgiveness mm. we, we, we want to always be right that's what we have to learn we learn it in marriage we learn it in all of our relationships and we have to humble ourselves and just you know ask for forgiveness whether we're one percent wrong or you know a hundred percent wrong mm. with you know and not not worrying about their response to us or you know saying sorry in such a way that then they have to go, yeah, and I'm sorry for this. Well, what if they don't say they're sorry? Just right. say you're, you know, 
uh, that that act of forgiveness is a sign also of humility. So teaching your kids how to say sorry to a referee, to a coach, to a teammate, to each other is, again, an, an uh, integral part of that development of that characteristic that goes on on a day-to-day basis and keep teaching Christ's humility, the disciples' humility, and keep looking for on the playing fields, both examples of it, and there's some every single day. And it gets fun discipling our kids in this area because this training ground is a great ground for intentional spiritual formation. Mm. So good. And thank you so much once again, Brian, talking about uh, presence part two, this time focusing on humility. Want to go ahead and uh, be mindful of time. So we're going to sign off now. And remember, all the things that we've been talking about are only possible through the glory of the impossible.